What's up, everybody? Welcome to What's Neighborly up? Discourse. What's up? I am Billy. And I am S to the T to the E to the V to the E, Steve. All right, Steve, what's up, buddy? What's up, Papa? What's up? It's been a while, man. It's been a minute. Season two in full effect. Hold on, hold on. Where's the wheel? We're not wheeling yet. Oh. So you guys already know Steve has not listened to one single episode I've done for the past two weeks. I haven't. I'm, I'm going to be totally uh, honest. I, I know you haven't. I haven't, the, the, I haven't, what, I haven't. You, what you mentioned yesterday, you texted me, we got to do more video season two. We gotta, I'm like, well, season two is nine episodes in. I've recorded like 15 things and put them on YouTube, but it's easy to record just me. Right. The, the setup, how we have the cameras aren't set up properly yet to get all of us. Well, they have, we have, you can see the full shot, but we want the full shot and then the camera facing directly you and a family and a camera facing directly me, but the AC in the background, I don't like the way that looks and I haven't found a way to f f cover it up. I could put you on the opposite side, but then the camera would face the, um, the wall, the curtains, and I kind of want to get the background in the background, but we're getting there anyway. So Steve hasn't listened yet. We have 10 minutes of open talk, spin the wheel three times, 15 minutes, 10 minutes to finish up, and then we're done. The clock is boom to a T. We have eight minutes and 45 seconds left on the opening opening. Okay, so listen, so what did I say that make you said that I didn't listen to anything? Um, first of all, we got to start with the video for season two. I was like, well, season two's got like 10 episodes no, already. We, no, we already did season two. Well, you did one episode. Yeah, so I already know we're in season two. Just I'm making just saying, sure you know. Well, no, it, no, no, I know that, I know that. It's um, because I've been in here, I've been trying to think of a name for YouTube. Neighborly Discourse is just now one thing. It's a podcast, it's a video, and that's it. The, there's, the Fire Up the Mics is now a separate thing. Conspiracy Corner is a separate thing. Um, the reaction videos are a separate thing. So for ND, we have the clips. You guys go on there and check them out. We have playlist, ND clips. And then we have uh, Neighborly Discourse, the full episodes. Those are on there. We just started. That was, that was interesting. We have clips. We have reaction videos. And then we have the Conspiracy Corner. We have Fire Up the Mics. So I'm trying to find a way to rename the overall thing and I can't think of a name that is catchy enough or not a catchy enough that I can find that I can make a Twitter handle an Instagram handle because you know people got to things way quicker than us so just so I'm clear on this you want an umbrella name for all the just mainly a production thing like I'm not using my name or my last name or things like that but one of the one of the podcasts I watch the comedians there is our they're Original podcast was called Your Mom's House. And then 10 years later, it's YMH Studios, and they've got a bunch of other people, channels on their podcast, and then their own playlist to the people that they sponsor that they have. And I want something along those lines. But I, you can pretty much pick any name for a YouTube channel. Right. But I, and I don't want to say, hey, you know, fo follow us on Twitter at Neighborly Discourse. Where, no, we're talking about... This this is going to cover you know football when it comes up fantasy football. No, I football. understand. I understand. I understand. So finding that right is very difficult. I understand, especially I totally ten it. years down the road, twenty years down the road after YouTube kind and of, stuff. Kind of like the Blaze, the Blaze yeah. or uh, Daily Wire. There's yes. multiple 
um, franchises within yeah. the name. So and we're and I'm Concept, not close to even that kind of savvy. Right. But but having you know that want for that, so I'm trying to get all that figured out. You know, because I'm gonna say so we're in here twice a week. I'm gonna get my dad in here once a week, and we're gonna probably do a. And I, that's another reason why I said see if I listen to the show, because I had gone over this at one point. Everybody gets a show. We have neighborly discourse twice a week. The old man's gonna get uh, you know, the Friday wrap up or something because he's in here Thursday nights uh, trying to fill these three these three slots: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We record with Steve on Friday and Monday, so that's Monday and Wednesday. I got the old man here last night at midnight. We recorded the one we, we released today. We added up some kid stuff, some uh, family stuff yesterday, so it kind of lost track of time. And so then we had to do the fantasy football coming up, and then the reaction stuff and the fire up the mics. That is that's whenever you know that that's no rush to get done. That can be taken. That's time taken whenever I have free time, which is very little. As you can see now, my our po- our podcast area. Is now my office. So I've got all my work stuff set up where you guys can't see it. And then we have everything else. So that's what we've been trying to get. That's why I have the desks in here. Trying to make it official. You know, we're going we're gonna to get Steve. He's probably not going to, but we're going to get Steve back on his Damascus Road stuff. No, no, listen. I actually thought about that. So here's what's interesting about that. Is yeah. that um, in the, in the, with the... Um, Garage sale that we did for the fundraising, yeah. someone gave me a mic, like a USB mic. Okay. And uh, he, he asked, he said, hey, you want this for the studio? And I said, man, I don't think Billy's going to use this. But I was like, man. Well, I've got I've got two USB cables that convert to these microphones. Okay. Well, I, I didn't think, really, for these mics? Yeah. Okay. I don't like the way it sounds, so I don't use it. But okay. I've got, in the last six months, the amount of cables I have in here for anything Just kept, we made. Just kept trying and we, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, that's okay. pretty much what it was. But the thing is, like, it was like one single mic. And I was like, I don't think, like, I, I know how peculiar you are. And I said, I don't think he's going to use this mic. But I was like, but maybe I can use this mic because it plugs up to my computer to yeah. do a Damascus Road no, for on sure, my man. own, you know. And so today, like, I was um, watching something or listening to something I can't remember. I was like, man, this this could be a good Damascus Road thing. I actually thought those thoughts. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got to go find that mic. Cause, so just real quick, yesterday was my final move. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I told you this, but the um, the place where I had everything stored, my storage, yeah. got hit by light, lightning. You did, yeah. Okay. And everything was, was shut so, down and all that. So I, it took me two days to move the stuff out of storage to my house. And so yesterday was my last day doing it. So my garage now is filled to the top with boxes. So somewhere in those boxes is going to be this mic. Yeah. So at some point over the course of the next week, I'm going to try to pull out that mic, dust it out, and uh, and then see, hey, will it record and will it sound good? And maybe it might start doing, and not maybe, I will, start yeah. doing Damascus Road again and then figure out a way of how we can get it here, you know, because I'm sure it's going to be pretty big. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's something you can do. Like I said, I mean, I'm not going to give you this, but you buy something like this, you hook your phone up to it, you sit in front of it, and you just record a video, and that video, I can rip the audio, I can, or just post a video straight to whatever social media site or to YouTube. But where does it get recorded to? It. Your phone, right? Your phone, yeah. So, But how does it get from my phone to you? You got to email it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not it's not a matter of Put it to the cloud, the recording. Something like it's that. like it's going to be such a big file. Yeah, I got how you. do you get it well, over here? We have to try first, then we can figure out from there how how to operate. Right, 
Anybody listening that has any insights, you can set, shoot an email to Steve at neighborlydiscourse.com or better yet, send it to Billy. Oh, Billy can read emails. <laughs> Billy at uh, neighborlydiscourse.com. We'll try. But yeah, we have we have those. So guys, we tell you guys, send stuff. Even if it's just for us to read or to you want to give like a um, uh, suggestion on something, we're down to listen to most things. Well, listen to anything. Acting on this is another thing. But we have so that's that's the goal. So we're trying to do all that stuff. But again, time is limited for me. So the, like the videos, I, we try to record, and then record goes out the next day or the or by the the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. The videos, I got one video the day I recorded it. The podcast came out at nine. I released a video at noon, the full video. I have not cut up the clips yet, but the clips are usually a day or two after the podcast on audio comes out. One day, if I get super proficient at it, it'll kind of be one and the same. And I thought I had that done. We have a, the microphones that we're recording into linked directly to the camera. But sometimes when I play those playback, it skips. So I still have to dub the voice over the video, and it's time-consuming. And I think it's just the way this little mini recorder isn't set to do that with these cameras. These cameras are made for wireless mics. But that's a story for another day. That being said, they were back in here. This is episode 99, I believe. Wow. I think we're recording episode 99. Yeah, me and the old man did 98 last night. So today is episode 99. When it'll be released on Monday. And Wednesday will be our 100th titled episode 100. Those of you who go through and see all the lists, we have 100 clips, a bunch of preview shows. We have got way more than 100 episodes. We've got five. We have a three-part series, a two, a bunch of part one, part twos. But we are going to have our fully recorded episode 100 coming out on Wednesday. So that should be interesting. Wow. That uh, is like, I, 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 it almost feels like yesterday when we were like 50 yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need to go celebrate 50. I know. The Joe, remember hey, we know. did the, the Joe Rogan one? That was like episode 25, 26, something like that. And I remember doing the Joe the Joe Rogan reaction to Dr. whatever his name was. Right. Like it was yesterday. Okay. But it's episode 25, 26. Like it's we're, so, we're so long ago. Yeah, yeah. 50. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that blows my mind. That just blows my mind. All right. That's our 10 minutes of open fodder. Something is looser. I got I to gotta screw back down. All right, can I see the camera? I got. I try to read on the video, but I never can see it. Social me, social media. All right, social media. So, are we going to spin all three? No. Okay. No. So, social media is. So I told you guys the other day. I had a conversation with somebody, and I'm glad Steve is in here because Steve would be a very good person to talk to about it. So, give me a second to find my Twitter page. Because I just want to read a little bit and get Steve's thoughts on it. Because you heard the episode the other day when I brought this up. It wasn't a social media topic, but it's something I did bring up because we would eventually have gotten to it. Okay, so let me see if I can find all of this from this guy that I had a nice long conversation with. Okay, Steve, this, this is Hit on me. Twitter. The Supreme Court on October 31st will hear cases from Harvard University and the University of North Carolina to allow consideration of race in their admissions process. Okay. My response, complete BS. This is why we are failing globally in education. Uh, no one, uh, no more is brains, no more is it brains that get you into college. It's everything else. But, so the first response from this guy, 
There is a colossal difference between considering race for the purpose of engaging in, dis in discrimination and considering race for the purpose of ending discrimination. Maybe it's too complicated for you. So he said using discrimination, if I read it correctly, using discrimination to end discrimination is okay. Is that what I did? I hear that correctly. That's, yeah. And but I, but I'm sure that if you asked him that, he would not say that he oh, said that. Listen, this guy uh, uh, does not back down. Okay. So he put maybe it's too complicated for you. So my response is race shouldn't matter when it comes to anything. It's ironic that you strive to be the smartest guy in the room, yet you miss the simplest things. So that's my little jab back at right, his right. ridiculous comment. Right. And he keeps going with his elitism. Can you perceive a difference between a university saying let's use race as a reason to refuse admission to blacks and saying let's consider race to increase the number of blacks who are not accepted? One is discriminatory, the other is not. Get it? No? Okay, so but... Give me your response and I'm going to read you mine. Okay, my response to that is, in the, the, first, the first thing that he said is discriminatory, right? No question. But what he fails to understand, and I think he, this is what is missed all the time, is that by saying that I'm going to consider it, you do, you're not discriminating against the person that you're going to consider. You're discriminating against the people that you're not going to consider. So it's still discrimination. So my response, both are discriminating, one directly, one indirectly. The, the best won't be permitted if they don't match the skin color. They shouldn't be left out for skin color or preferred for skin color. Both are wrong. His response, that is not true. You want to pretend... You want to pretend that making an effort to admit blacks somehow denies qualified people, implicitly whites, admission is not. It does not. But see, he's implying that. He's implying that as whites. Because you're not, you're not implying that. We're just saying, just give me. But see, hold on. Oh, no, he's outright saying whites. Like, he, right, right, he doesn't right. hold back. <laughs> right. Trust me. He keeps going. Right. But what I'm saying to you is that it's not about white or black. It's just about if, if you want the best, yeah. give me the best. Period. Like, I, like. I don't even want to know your race on the on the application. Just give me the information, yep. and I'm going to base it on that. But I want to say this real quick, and I, I'm just curious as to your response to this because I think that what I really want, if I was if I was bringing people in, is diversity of thought. Yeah, like I I don't want to have an echo chamber in my school. I can I, see that. I want to have someone who's going to disagree with him and disagree with her, and have you all together and say, okay, let's see what we can figure out. I I agree with that, but I don't I don't think that is what is at play here. Right. This is for sim for skin color getting in diversity of thought for sure. But my my question to you is that discriminatory? I, I would by say saying no. that you if, want diversity if of the, thought. If the qualification, so we're going to get to an example. Maybe okay. it'll help you clear that up. So my reply to him was anyone, big capital letters, anyone put in for race over merit or intelligence is wrong. If I tell you white person is accepted based on race, you call it racism. If I tell you a black person was accepted by race, what do you call it? He didn't respond to that one. Or he, he this guy, every one response I had, he, he had, had like, six he ready like, to go. Was, yeah, he must be on the yeah, computer yeah, typing. Yeah, yeah. And his, his, his responses were, but race and socioeconomic status are the only part of the admissions process at universities that take such things into consideration. The, asser the assertion that unqualified black applicants are admitted lacking merit is dishonest. The assertion that unqualified blacks are admitted lacking merit is dishonest. See, and I didn't say that. If you're only considered because of your skin color, that's the problem. If you're if I'm you're black and I'm white, if your GPA is 4.0 and mine is 3.9, then 
They should take you based on the 4.0, right. not you're black in 4.0. Right. But I, 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 I feel like he just gave himself off right there because, you know, he gave him. <clears throat> he said something that I'm not sure he even understand what he's saying. He's suggesting that blacks are being admitted based on merit. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, well, if that's the case. Why are we even having this conversation? Very good point. Why, why are we even talking about, like, we should even consider race as an issue? Because if blacks are being considered, if blacks are getting in because of qualification, why are we even having this conversation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, go ahead. And I wrote, um, let me see what I wrote here. He wrote that. I said, no, it's not true. It is not just black people. Each university, corporation, et cetera, has a quote of diversity. Knowing the job is no longer, knowing the job is no longer important. What's the race, the gender, the age, et cetera, is considered over actual skill. That's a problem. And his response was, your claim that the job is not important is a lie. A student who is admitted to medical, medical school based on affirmative action consideration graduates with the same degree as, as anyone else and is just as qualified. Pending, uh, pretending the job skill, pretending the job doesn't matter is a lie. And my response was, the same degree, yes, not the same understanding of the job. Let's say guy A has a 3.5 GPA, guy B has a 4.0. I think we'd agree 4.0 has earned the right has earned the admission. Now A is black and B is white. Do you agree person B should still gain admission with the lower GPA? Mm-hmm. What did he say? He said two people are running a marathon. Only one can afford shoes. Quickly, the one with shoes is miles ahead. The race is stopped. The shoeless person is given shoes. They even allow him to move closer to the point where the le- where the leader is. He has uh, has a ra- has the other race been discriminated against? Has the other racer been discriminated against? The one who was in the lead. Yeah, because of, of the yes, I absolutely. I, I, go, I like this. In my opinion, the runner with the new shoes should be left to begin where he was stopped, not move closer. And I think the last thing we said was he was also and your review of the runner who is behind should be left in the position of losing because of inequality at the outset, even if he's objectively faster than the other guy at the lead. So, again, who is being discriminated against here? See, I, I reject the whole premise. I reject the whole premise of that, the whole running thing. Because I'm saying, like, don't you, if you don't have shoes, don't run. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to run without shoes, then that is the conditions that you accepted. You accepted the fact that you're going to run without shoes. Yeah. But now you're asking for a handout because... Not, not even a handout at the beginning. Like, you didn't take care of this in the beginning saying, hey, someone help me out with shoes, someone help me out with shoes so I can smoke this guy. No. You waited till you were halfway into the race. And it's like, oh, I can't continue racing because I don't have shoes. And now, hey, can someone give me some shoes? And, oh, by the way, now that you give me some shoes, can you grab that guy and stop him so I can catch up? And now let's race. Are you, are you kidding me? Here's, here's part of the conversation. He kept, he kept going back and forth. So I kept replying to whatever he put out first. Right. So I wrote... Um, as to both, both are discriminating. Back to the both are discriminating part. One indirectly, one is being permitted by one directly, one indirectly. The best won't get in based on their skin color, whatever. His response was, "That's not true. You want to pretend that making an effort to admit blacks somehow denies qualified people." Okay. And then my response to that was, "That was the last time we left off in that conversation." If there are ten spots for a fellowship and there are and there are twenty five applicants. Only race is, is a contributing factor of acceptance. Yes, you are denying qualified people because you think skin color is more important than intelligence. And his reply, what about if there's always been 20, but they ex- 20 spots for that fellowship? Mm-hmm. They expanded 25 with five being specifically designated for affirmative action considerations. How badly do you need to play the victim here? 
And I said, that's still discrimination. But, but my, my thing is that here's the question that I have is yeah. why do you want the inclusion? Like, why do you like? Well, for him, right. it's years of black people being denied access to a university based on our skin color means you should be able to be allowed into university now based on your skin color. Okay, so I think that both can be true. Point A, yes, they may have actively tried to stop blacks from coming. Yeah. That should stop. But point B is equally as true. Don't make a problem worse. Don't don't swing the pendulum from from far left to far right or far right to far left. You know what I'm trying yep. to say? Don't don't do that. Just remove the blockade and then whatever happens organically happens organically. Yes, and our response was similar. It's still discrimination. You have five extra spots are specifically for black people and minorities. Right. You were then excluding based you were discriminating against the white people or the majority. That, That's see, what you're doing. This is a reparation. This is a this is a form of reparation yeah. saying that because something bad happened in the past, you now have to do something, you now have to make up for that. Yeah. And it's not good enough to say like, hold on a second. What we've done is that we've removed all the barriers. So now there's no more barriers. Yeah. So you know, equal equal access to everyone. That's not that's not good enough, and that is the problem that we're having. That is really our cultural divide. But my right guess now. is we believe equal access is good enough. They're saying no. It's I'm not. saying no. I'm saying yeah. that. Unfortunately, they're saying that. I'm saying that I it you. is good enough. Equal access yeah. is good enough. Like we we're living in society right now where equal access is available to everybody. Yeah. We can all agree that there was a point where it wasn't available to everybody. Yeah. And I'll still argue, and I'll still make the argument that even during that time when it was not available to everybody. And I'm specifically talking about blacks here because this is this is he's yeah. making it a black issue. Blacks were still better off then, yeah. and, and this is this is this is a very complicated not complicated but it's a very high level conversation that most people don't want to get into. Yeah. But before well, the, we got we got four minutes. Okay. The, we don't go because we're done with this. Okay. It actually comes back to him and I bickering back and forth about right. what, about white privilege. Right. And I explained to him. See, it, it's not a real thing because I I am now considered bottom of the barrel. If I'm equal with everybody else, mm-hmm. pick who you like. If I'm, you know, if you are two points under me, but you're black, you're going ahead of me. You got to hit a quota. So we went back and forth about black and white. And I'm like, I wanted to tell him, you know, I've got, I've got black family members. I've got a black co-host who I, I would, I would, I would say, I understand some of the cultural stuff you're saying. And he would rip me apart. But I thought that was kind of an asshat thing to say, so I didn't say anything about it because mm-hmm. he's assuming I'm white because I'm saying discriminate. It's wrong, mm-hmm. so, but I want to tell him, like, bro, you got to pay attention. I'm more on your side than my co-host would be, and he would not be okay with this. But I, I let it go, and that was it. Here's what's interesting about this guy is that, again, I, I'm assuming that he's white, right? I'm assuming that he's a white guy. Yeah. Okay, and I remember Jeff telling me this about his one of his brothers that who's a super liberal. Yeah. And he's like. All the things that you're talking about helping minorities about, right? Do you even do you have any minorities as friends? Do you even have any minorities in your neighborhood? Yeah. Come, come to my neighborhood. Come to my world and yeah. my ethos, and you're going to see that I live what you're talking about. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm telling you that what you're talking about is garbage. And, I, and that's, I'm curious if this guy right here, does he even have any kind of comprehension about what is what is like being around minorities for him like, to say he probably these things doesn't like one know? of the things series like I kept saying white privilege is made up I'm you know we're put to the to the back and he's like uh to the privilege establishing equality always feels like someone's being taken away 
It's inescapable. The reality is that true quality uh, always tend, always depend. Jesus. The reality is that true equality always depends on others surrendering artificial acquired privilege. And that's when I stopped talking. Because he clearly didn't understand that what he was saying, right. indirectly or otherwise, admitting someone based on skin color is discriminating against somebody who is not. There's no way around it. And his thing was a privilege. It's not, dude. I live in the oh, real man. world. I would, have, I would have loved to get into com- engage with him because I'm realizing we realized one point, and I'm realizing the second point right now. The first point that we realized was that um, I lost it, but the second yeah. point was that he's he's trying to uh, compare or trying to equivalize equality and equity. Yeah. Right. And that's not it's not the same thing. No, it's not. Because we we're basically saying, hold on a second. Tear down the barriers. Now we're equal. Yeah. Once you tear down the barriers, now we're equal. Mm-hmm. And he's not accepting that. He's saying that no, no, it's more than just tearing down the barriers. Yeah, he's, he's pushing. Now we got to make sure that you, what you get is exactly what I get. It's like yeah. no, that, no, no that, one remember, wants remember that. Remember the picture of the equity, the kids on the fence. Yeah, the kids on the, the fence. The adult, no box. Yeah. The middle kid, two boxes. Now they're equal. Right. Well, no, they're not. This person's got a three, a three box lift, a three box help, a cheating, if you will. Right. That's not equal. Right. It's not. But it's. It's equality. No, man. But that's what he's getting at. And again, I, the established thing, he's clearly brainwashed. The picture, I couldn't tell if it was black or white. His name couldn't, couldn't tell. But again, it shouldn't matter because as I kept standing in here, nothing, skin color should not be required. And if you want to get rid of it, it happened, you know, 100 years ago. If you stop bringing it up and stop talking about it, it will be, it will die off with the masses. Well, listen, here's the thing. It's victimhood. Yeah. This is this is the overarching issue is that we have a, a society that thrives off of being the victim. And it's a problem. It's, man. it's like I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And and really the left uses victimhood to stay in power. Yeah. They it's like I told you years uh, months ago, like it's you have a sore yeah. and they won't let the sore heal heal. Every time you're about to get healed, yeah. every time like they okay, find uh, a way to rip that they find a, they find a way of poking or something. You know, so uh that's what they do. Guys, that's social media, at N underscore discourse on Twitter. It's from August 9th, if you want to read that full conversation with this guy. We essentially went over most of it, but it was back and forth. He said discrimination is okay, providing you're discriminating against the right people, is what I got from that conversation. And you heard Steve and I's thoughts. Discrimination is discrimination is discrimination. So don't try to make one right. Just because you flip the context, which was something I put in here, you're still discriminating because you're okay with one type, not the other. It's still discrimination. See, here's the thing. If he would have at least admitted that, yes, it's discrimination, but it's necessary discrimination. Yeah. Now you have a basis to start to, but the fact to, move, that he kept to move the conversation it's forward. It's not discrimination at yeah. all is what he kept saying. Yeah. People, you got to open your mind. Open right. your eyes a little bit. It's a lot easier to see in the camera when it's closer to me. Oh, sports, sports, sports. All right. Good. I want to talk about this one. <laughs> we got sports, sports. What and do you I got? know that you're gonna, your eyes are gonna roll over, but I, I, I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while. Yeah, yeah. What do we got here? Basketball. What about it? I was listening to, I was listening to, um, D- uh, Duncan. He's got a uh, Duncan Robertson. Yeah, he's got a podcast, Long Shot, and he had um, some. Brothers who play for Orlando Magic, they're, they're German. I can't remember what the names are, but bottom line is in this somewhere in this conversation they were talking about the difference between European style basketball and American style basketball. Did we talk about this before, or we we're going to talk about it? I, I think I brought it up that 
I said that I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I did something about this. I can't remember exactly what it was. But American style of basketball is flashy. It's very little fundamental. It's more reliant on your skill to beat somebody one-on-one. It's more of a, a man-versus-man game. Where what I see in the Olympics and national basketball or, or international basketball, <clears throat> it is it is chess passes, it is bounce passes, it is doing the pick, rolling around, che- you know, behind the back or not behind the back, but get the guy on the curl and he lays it up. Mm-hmm. It's everybody on the court touches the ball, not because you feel like you have to or to, it's or to create separation. It's what is best for the team. Mm-hmm. American style of basketball, in my opinion, is more selfish. It's me, 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 as opposed to the you know, the rest of the world. That being said, when we get to the Olympics, I mean, we up until recently, we've blown them out of the water. The last four Olympics, maybe it was early 2000, we actually lost to a team. Right. The rest of the world kind of started catching up. But to your to short story long, there is a very, my opinion, I see a difference in. Well, so you, so you, you encapsulated it very well, right? In terms of the, the different style yeah. of play, right? The best way I could put it here in America is is women's basketball is almost like European basketball. Right, but a There's very no, low level European That's my basketball. point, but it's right. not flashy. Right. It is a lot of chess passes, and it's just and it's boring. But, These guys have the ability to dunk so, and do so this stuff. So in, in this conversation, right, what what I found fascinating about yeah. this was that he was saying, the, the, the Germans were saying that, th- like, in certain circles, having this conversation could be very hostile. Really? Right, because like depending on what side you're on, you might take this as a personal attack, right? And he was, and they were trying to say like, but we've gotten to a place where it's not a personal attack. It's not about that. It's just re- re- recognizing. So he he's giving this example. Yeah. In Europe, it's very hard to become a superstar. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to become super elite in Europe because the entire style of playing basketball from the very beginning is group play. Yeah. It is pass the ball 20 times before it gets into the basket. In fact, you might get penalized. You might get taken off the court yeah. if it doesn't get passed around enough, right? So so a one person scoring over 20 points is almost an impossibility in European style. Gotcha. So if you ever hear of someone from Europe coming out and like, Rising to the top, you know there's got to be something exceptional about it because well, well if that's the case. The, they come over here. Imagine Dirk. Imagine Dirk being over there, and being held to 20 points a game. Right. Well, here's the point I was gonna make. So, so I, I want to juxtapose that for just one second yeah. because in the in the in the American style, just like you said, it's all about me, right? Yeah. It's all about stop, uh, step back, step back. You yeah. know, uh, you know, just finding a way of scoring for yourself, not about, not for your team, yeah. but for yourself. Okay. They describe that as almost like a killer instinct, right? Like a, um, and I, it's been so long since I listened to it, but the way to describe that is like they had envy for it. There was like there is there's something. This is what this is what started off. Yeah, there was a pickup game where of professional basketball players off season, and KD was in it. And one of the hosts for the long shot asked this question. Said, "Hey, you all are professionals. I've always wanted to ask this question," and he asked it. All you guys are good. All you guys are elite. But I noticed that when it's time to take the last shot, like when it's a close game and and things are running down, it's almost as everyone knows who's, you know, I don't care how we've been playing. I don't care how many shots you shot or whatever. But now that that it's crunch time, this is the guy we need to get the ball to and this is the guy who's going to take the shot. And from that, these guys were saying like, yo, we never want to take the shot. 
like and that's, like that, really? that's like, like, like like that there's already on this no one has to say anything to us no one has to touch us on the shoulder wow. even our makeup does not want us to take the shot and that's how it devolved into the difference between European and, and American. And, like, yeah, everyone knows that KD's – because KD was one of the guys yeah. who won the pickup game. Everyone knows KD's going to take the shot. But then they went into the psychology of it. KD was raised in a way where it's it's like, give me that ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and yet in, in Europe, it's, they were raised in a way where it's like, like – Give Billy the ball. You know what I'm trying to say? Or, or give Steve the ball. You know, that's how they were raised. And they were like almost, they said like when we got to the NBA uh, and the younger brother is now excelling past the older brother, he was like, I'm trying to, like I'm fighting yeah. within myself to become KD, to like force myself out of this shell that I've been forced into all my life to that's- be able to say, take the shot, take the man the ball. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating. It is. It's it's capitalism versus socialism. It's <laughs> it's striving to and be And you say that I'm all about politics. Well that's well that's what it is. Like the guy said it's his mindset, it's how it was raised, how it was right. brought up. Right. To give, to share, to keep everybody in a level playing field, where in America the the strong survive, the best reach the top. Right. So it's also the basis for elitism. It's why some of these guys break all the rules. They've never been told, no, don't do this. Look out for your team. Do better for those around you. You're better than everybody else. Go and do it. Reach the top. Screw everybody else around you. So, yeah, like I said, sports is a perfect analogy to life. Everything relates to it. I saw a clip about Kobe the other day, and somebody was asking him, yo, Kobe, how come you, you, only, pay, you only pass the ball like 12 times this game? He goes, he goes, I've got guys on my team, practice at 8, they show up at 7.55. Practice is done at, at you know, 6, they're, they're gone at six at 6.01. I'm here two hours early, I'm here three hours late. If he's not taking his job seriously, why the hell would I give him the ball? I'm the only <laughs> one I trust, I'm the only one putting in the work. And I'm like, damn, man. So I kind of like, when I saw that, right. that gave him the insight of how we thought. Mm-hmm. I don't trust these guys. They're only doing the bare minimum. I'm trying to win a game to, to, be, to be great, to win a championship. They're just doing the, the minimum requirements. So let me ask you this question. Since you made it about politics, can you see how the extreme of that yeah. and the extreme of what I was describing, the European style, yeah. both extremes of that could be harmful? As far as what? Just this style. Well, I'm just saying in general, like in a team environment, like let's say Kobe, yeah. right? In a team environment, it's, like Kobe, a team it's environment. a problem for a guy like Kobe. Right. And so, so there's got to be a balance, right? There's got to be a way of saying, okay, because look at um, Golden State, I think is a great example of that. Yeah. I remember, I don't know, two, three years ago, where they were saying that they, they, like Steve Kerr, when he came in, he made it a point to say, you had to pass the ball 20 times. So that clearly now, and now I'm hearing long shots, so I said, okay, clearly there must have been some influence from Europe in, in, in Steve. Or right? or because he played with the most dominant player ever, he need, he realized he's not getting the ball unless it's forced to be passed to him. So he's probably taking his personal feelings like, listen, I know this guy can shoot, but as long as Curry has the ball, he's not going to pass it to so-and-so. So I need you guys to pass first, then look to shoot. Because if you have Michael Jordan on your team and you have Pippen on your team, why, why would you give it to some to, – he wasn't even a third guy. Ku Coach was there, I think. Kerr was maybe the, the, the fourth or fifth guy on the starting five. Right, last option. So or, if, uh, if Fourth option. Yeah, sure, so if they're right. not forced to pass, he's probably not getting the ball. Right. So he goes to a team with Draymond Green, with Curry, with Clay Thompson. He's thinking, okay, well, we got other guys that are good. I need you guys all to pass the ball first because in his mind, he, he sees crap. These are the, these are the three – 
you know, head, the three-headed monster I played with, I barely got the ball, you know, so now I'm making sure these guys pass it. See, but no, but I mean, but you're giving it a, a negative kind of the way you're saying it seems negative. Well, because I don't believe in pass, pass, pass. But hold on a second. But why? But like when on. I coach the kids, I don't, I don't saying, particularly but, care. But I'm for saying, it. but wouldn't you say the proof is in the pudding when it comes to going to state? Like, like it does work because this is what I was gonna, the point I was going to make. I could say yes. Is that there's a in Golden State? There's this combination. Remember, I said the extremes are the problem. Well, how do you, how do you make it work? Right. So. So the fundamental is pass, pass, pass. But we, but we have individuals on this team that can take you off the dribble, that can break you down defensively, yeah. that can break down the like. We don't need a play. You know what I'm trying to say? Can go score. And so now we just got to figure out of when do we say, hey, go get us a point, and when do we go play team ball? You know yeah. how do we how do we just well, go you can in, say in and out of that? Superstar is Draymond Green a superstar? No. But he is very important to that team very for important. the other two for the for the super superstar right. Curry and the superstar Thompson. All superstars need a Draymond Green. Yeah. So for a while, like clearly he's not the most important player on that team. It is Steph Curry. Clearly he's not the most important? Draymond Green. I, I dude, man. Well, hear what I'm saying. Because okay. when when they were in the there maybe they are still in the in their in their um window. In the window of greatness, in their dynasty. Yeah, they're probably in the tail end right now. Okay, but it's Draymond Green's the glue to keep that team together. These guys can shoot, these guys can this, but he's he's averaging, you know, twenty points a game, but you don't see them. You see the the half court three, you see the fancy behind the back, all this stuff. You don't see Draymond's dirty twenty points. Right. But he but he's getting them. And, and if you take those away, it's like damn, because he's He's boxing the guy out for that one extra rebound to kick it out for that one extra three. He's his his presence is big, but he's not the superstar. Right. So listen, I'm gonna say I I agree with I don't even think he's giving 20, 20 points a game. But what he is giving you is so much more valuable than twenty yeah. points a game. So he's even tipping the ball two or three times, not getting the rebound, but it gets out to Curry be, to be, bang that three. Being in the right place, yeah. knowing who to pass, knowing who to pick, knowing when to pass, knowing when to pick. All these things are like seeing the seeing a the play a step before it happens. Yeah, Dr- Draymond Green is, I think, is really the most important player on that team. He's not the best by no stretch of the imagination. Well, no, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. but if you take away Steph Curry, that team still doing no, it. No, no, you, you so need that, a so superstar. That's my point. You need so that, both. So you need both. He, that team, to your point, how do you make it work? That team has found a way because they have. A, you know, well, that's the thing. You know, Curry takes the last shot, but I would say you're probably equally okay with Thompson taking the last shot. Oh, for shot. sure. Yes. You know, so. And now they got this guy they pull in there, yeah. You know and they got Wiggins. I mean, they got they got, they're stacked, man. So, they, so you have all these guys, but you need a Draymond Green to to kind of keep some of these guys in check, kind of like Udonis has them. He's not a superstar, but mo- but when he speaks, people listen to him. Mm-hmm. So that's how maybe you get the superstars to mesh with the non superstars, the the me 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 guys. It's a mentality. It's all sorts of stuff, you right. know. But if you're raised to be number one. And you have all number ones on your team, like most NBA teams do, even though they're the lesser of the ones in the NBA. They're not used to passing and playing nicely with everybody else, and over everywhere else they are. Real quick, how much time we got left? Three minutes. What do you, what's your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? What about the, the whole suspension thing? Um, I've not followed much about it. My my opinion is. I'm not sure. Has anything come out? Like, did he rape anybody or, or anything? No, or? no. It's all about inappropriateness. Doesn't bother so me. So hold on, let me ask you. Well, hold on. Well, let me. So um, let me frame it better. He's got six game suspension. Are you okay with that? Um, if there's proof of something he did, yeah. Well, there's proof that there was sexual interaction, right? Well, that, the that's qu- the thing that varies. What do you mean by that? 
is he like is he whipping it out and grinding on girls and touching them, or is he saying, "Hey, come over here and touch me"? Well, if he's speaking words and you can't handle it, that's a you problem. No, no, no. I'm saying there was physical interaction. How though? Like against the girls? Like were they not for it, or were they uncomfortable with the situation? Well, remember they're the ones that are coming. You should be on top of this. This is football, well, man. That's not football. It's it, nonsense. It, <laughs> this is. Listen, they, 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 you know, this is massages, right? He's having yeah. massages, and while he's having massages, it ends in a happy time. You know what I'm saying? If that makes so any sense. So they're choosing to do it? Right. Well, whose fault is it then? Okay, so so there's no blame at all that you put on the masseuse. I mean, there's no blame at all that you put on Deshaun Watson. Unless he's forcing it. No, he's not forcing them. Then no, there's not. Okay, so this goes back to... There was a time in my life where I was uh, I would totally understand what you not just understand but agree with what you're saying, right? Yeah. But then I realized that there's levels of authority, levels of position where you have influence in a way that is that is so great beyond the person, the other person, the underling yeah. that even though they did it there, there's, there's something that there's got to be some mitigating factor to explain why they did it. Besides the fact that they had free will, you know, not everybody. Mm-hmm. Most no, I, people, I get it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, not, yeah. not everybody's Are you able to lose say your job no. if you don't do it. Exactly. But am I? Am I? How many kids at home do I have to feed? You know what I'm saying? If I lose this job, yeah, we get a bad report. You know, there's so much that goes into it, and it's like we're not on equal living field. So if I tell you no, you tell me no. That's that's one Ag- thing. Agreed. Okay. Also, if it is bothersome for you. Be the first one to come out and say it then. Don't do it and hide in the corner and then follow one person who has the guts to do it. But the world is filled of sheep, right? Mm-hmm. Most people in the world are sheep. Not, 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 not most people are leaders. Listen, I've never been in that situation, but... If, I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't, like, work. I was forced to get the vaccine, so I had to right. make a decision. Am I losing my job or am I going to get a shot? So hold on. So look at that, for example, right? I don't judge you for taking the shot, right? Yeah. But I would absolutely never, I would lose my job yeah. 100 and I, times out of 100, I can't right? Too, but, but if my job was masseuse, again, I'm not sure how much they make, tip-wise. But, but no, you're, no, you're, you're saying, put that out of the side. But no, that's a factor. If I was making $15 an hour, I would say, screw you and find another job. But I make a lot more than that. So I had to make a life decision. If I'm working just some job because I'm not getting your vaccine, screw you, I'm out of here. Oh, man. But, the, but because the, the options, the consequences are so, like you said, you have kids at home. You have this. I had a mortgage. We just refinanced the, the house. Two kids. I know. I understand. But what I'm saying to you is that I made a choice. Right. So I'm, saying, I'm not I, talking crap about my I, company I, I because feel, of it. I feel like we're con- we're conflating some stuff, and I just want to break it apart real quick. W- one thing is that everyone has a choice, right? So, like, you got to do what you got to do for yourself. And yeah. okay, so we got that. But when it comes to these girls and Deshaun Watson, the point I was making was that they were so subservient to Deshaun. They were in such a lower status than uh, Deshaun that I can see just based on his ability to influence why, because they're sheep, they would fall victim to it. I see that. And so because of that, that's where the inappropriateness comes into play. Like you have to know who you are versus, uh, in relations to who you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, but who you are gets you what you want also. And conduct yourself in a better place. Yeah, pay, but it also gets you what you want. So but Yeah, but, that, but the, the very fact that it can get you what you want because of who you are is why you need to be conscious, uh, you, vigilant you know, you and, and cautious of that. You should. So we'll end with this one here. We can, we can double back at the end in the last 10 minutes. But this was, let's say, two years ago. Harvey Weinstein was four years ago. So they know how this works. If they still continue to do something because they're afraid, that's on them. 
they know how this movie's going to end. No, yeah. I, I, no, I, 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 I see that perspective, but I, but I think the onus is on the person with power. No, on this I disagree. One. So we can double back the last ten, if we want to. Hmm. TV and movies. I love TV and movies. Have you seen any of the Marvels? Which ones? I've uh, seen. Uh, I just saw Thor the other day. Yeah. And your thoughts? I liked it. It was really funny. Really? Janice said it was crap. Oh, Thor is really funny. It was, it was the funniest one of. It was the funniest one of all of them. Oh, so sure. it was funny, but in the overall, like, I liked. It. I thought it was oh, good. Oh no, there's four Thors now. So yeah, the fourth one. What would you rank it? Hmm. I don't know if I could. The other two led to. This is a different story leading into the multiverse. This isn't the same as the other three, which led to the the, the Infinity Saga, the stones. So at at, at the very least, movie. it's it's equal. It's on par. I, yeah. I, listen, I, I thought the Thor movies to me were always the least interesting of all the Marvel movies. I loved Ragnarok, man. Ragnarok oh was goodness. different. It was funny. It was a right. very different movie. Right. Um, this one here, it was short. It seemed like they tried to tie up some stuff with uh, with. Um, the girl and them, like it was no none of the real characters were in. Like Ragnarok was his own standalone movie, in my opinion. It was they gave it Thor's name, but there was no Jane Foster, none of the sign stuff. It was strictly about Asgard and Hela, and that was it. But but it was this, about Thor. Though. This goes back to that. Well, it was about what it could lead to. Right. I but I mean I liked it. I thought it was good. Oh man, she said it was crap, man. She like she wouldn't watch it again. She thought it was crap. I'll like, definitely watch it again. She, one of the biggest things that she said about it was that she felt like they uh, took away the luster from Thor. Like they made him. Um, th- they took away the 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 region, the, not the regency, but the the lure around Thor. You know yeah, what I'm saying? By and making to, her female Thor. I don't even know if it was it was even the fact of the female Thor because to me when she told me about the the cancer, it was compelling. And but that's my point. Because right, some but, people are like, oh, they made it so woke. It's all about women empowerment. Yeah, no, so it's not. It this was, was a healing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it, the point of the story. It wasn't even about that. It was just how they like they took Thor, Thor himself down a notch. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how you used to say like when you watch a uh, a sitcom. You know all the stereotypes that are gonna happen, you yeah. know, and one of them being like the 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 man is a bumbling idiot. Yeah, that it kind. Of, she didn't say those exact words, yeah. but that's kind of what she inferred. That, well, that's that's her takeaway from the from the movie. I mean, I'm trying to remember a scene that was like that, but Thor's always been goofy. He's the he's very funny. His he's got more comedy in those movies, except for um, Guardians of the Galaxy. The Thor movies are the funniest ones. They have more humor in them. Mm-hmm. But this, no, I mean, Christian Bale, his character was great. Like, I, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's freaky. He's he, <laughs> very good. Christian right. Bale, to me, I can see why people say he's nuts and is not easy to get along with. Because though that seems to go with actors who on screen you believe whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. The regular guy, the Denzel, the, the I mean, Tom Cruise, Tom the guys Cruise, who right. plays the same character all the time. Uh, Tom Hanks. Whatever. No, right. no, we already had this conversation. And you, were, you were served <laughs> oh, big time oh, Hold on a second. This. In terms of his range? Yeah. Okay. You know, Tom, Tom Hanks, <laughs> he laps Denzel and those other guys and Tom Cruise. But hold on. But, but Tom Hanks does play the same character. No. I gave you four movies. Big. Castaway, we didn't even talk the entire time. Force Gump. Listen, Castaway. Da Vinci Code. Like, those are, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, stop. Uh, this, he's he's an stop. investigator. Stop, I gave stop. you four movies. 
you, there's only two movies in those four movies that I'm going to accept as, you know, set apart. And one is Cat. Um, Castaways, and uh, uh, the other one is um, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Well, then, then okay, that's the case. Then there's a minimum of three, because then there's the characters he plays just as Tom Hanks. Right. So there's three. There's, and I'm, three I'm telling personas, right? Yeah. Right. What does Denzel Washington do besides no, play Denzel Washington? No, no, Washington? I agree with you. No. Or Tom, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. These guys do their own right. thing. Mm -hmm. But no, I, Thor is funny here. He's not. He's not the bumbling idiot. He's goofy. He's love struck, and he and he acts that way. That's what happens. He's he's a, he's a love struck. Now, if you want to look through the nonsense and see, oh, he he looks like a, a dud. I can see that, mm -hmm. but he's love struck. He can't focus being around Jane. He doesn't know what to do. So you walked away satisfied. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen a bad Marvel movie. You saw the Eternals? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so be, be prepared. No, you, you said <laughs> the first letting, episode of I'm Hawkeye like, was horrible. I'm letting no you know. I'm like, no. Listen, did you see Morbius? No, it's not part of the. Uh, it's not part of the world. Is that so part of MCU? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Honestly, um, they may try to pull it in. I really okay. don't know, but okay. it's not. It's not. I'm not seeing it listed on when I look up the MCU. I don't see it listed as one of the. Okay, movies. fair enough. I didn't know that. I have to double check. Okay. I know the internals is. I know um, I, the I'm, Ten Rings guy. I'm telling you, without a doubt, hands down, it like you will lose all credibility in my mind if yeah. you come back from the Eternals and say that was a good movie. It is so bad. It is like. A, it's like, I've heard everybody says it's bad. I, I wasted. Is it a three? It's a three-hour movie, right? Is, is it a, really? I, I can't I remember. No idea. I, I can't remember. I just remember like at the end of that. Well, in the middle of it, it's like I'm asking myself, why am I still watching this? It, it cannot get better, right? Like they've they've gone so far that it can't get better, really? right? And um, and dude, it is just bad. It yeah. is just god awful bad. It's to the point, like at the end, you know how they have um, those post credits things. There's a post credit scene. That, that informs you about what's to happen. Yeah. No interest in seeing, you know, like the Eternals. It was so bad. That it's like I, don't, I, I, I do not care about what's happening. Really? Next. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't see the li the list, the length on here. Usually, sometimes it'll pop up. Do you see the 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 score, the rating on it? No. Let me see here, because that it's it doesn't really show. Let me see if it's on Wikipedia and what if they link to what those things are. Because sometimes you put it in there, it'll. I, mean, I can say right now it's bad when. A two hundred million dollar movie. The box office was four hundred million. So if you make only, I mean, listen, I don't, that, oh, two hundred no, million. That's break even. That's break even. But yeah, like They'll this. This is a Marvel even. movie. Yeah. You you know you're not making money until so you quadruple what it is. It's an hour and fifty six minutes. Uh, uh, see, and I, and I said three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it it felt like forever. It's like I I want <sighs> to be out of here. I do not want. To, like, why am gotcha. I still here? Yeah, I'll you eventually know? get to it. Oh my goodness! But man. I, yeah, two hours. Oh, there's right in front of my face. Two hours and thirty six. Oh. Yeah, two okay. hours thirty six minutes. IMBD six point three out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes forty seven percent. Who gave it forty seven percent? Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's just, they don't. And, they didn't break it up. In, no, no. And okay. the meta Metacritic was fifty two out of a hundred. If Rotten Tomatoes, I would have loved to see what the because Rotten Tomatoes breaks it up into Let between critics and. Yeah. Um, I'll click the, the little thing here, so we'll see what it says. Uh, the tomato meter. That's the, I guess the, the people who work there forty seven percent. Audience score seventy eight percent. Wow, the audience gave us seventy. Yeah, and you can probably guess it. It, it is oh, also wow. the like, it's supposed. It was sold to me anyway. It's the next big movie after Endgame. I don't see how it could be. This is supposedly the dawn of Thanos or something along those lines. I know nothing about it. I'll you know, I'll eventually get to it. 
and I heard that The Rings guy was a really good movie also. It was entertaining. It but was entertaining. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. That was entertaining. I, I although I fell asleep at the end, yeah. but it was it was entertaining. I've always like I said I saw Spider-Man 3 um, what's his name Multiverse 2 Strange and um Thor because those are from those movies carried on. Right. I'm going to continue watching those. The new ones that are supposedly the the multiverse saga now, they haven't drawn me in yet. Um how did you feel about Spider-Man 3? That was good. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, that in was fact, good. I that was Strange to... 2 was great. Yeah. I, I thought they were all really good movies. I, 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 in fact, I think Spider-Man 3 was the... I think it's the biggest... The I think best it's made one. more. I think it's made more than Endgame, I think, really, Spider-Man. It, I, yeah. I found it very, very entertaining. Bringing the idea by bringing the other two Spider-Mans Yeah, in, that was super cool. That was super cool. And I got an opportunity to watch uh, one of the Spider-Mans, like, uh, what's that guy's name? The tall, skinny one. Um... I don't know what his name is. What but you know about. who I'm talking about. Yeah. I, so I watched his. He's a second guy. Right. I watched those with Sarah before we watched Spider-Man Three. Gotcha. So I totally prepared it for it. So we we thoroughly enjoyed Spider-Man Three. What's his name? Adam? No, not Adam. No, let me see. Tom Holland. I'm trying to pull it up here. Man, what's his name? Am I looking at the wrong movie? You this got Tobey Maguire and you have... Andrew Garfield. A- Andrew. He just retired from acting. Are you serious? Yeah, he just retired. Did he give a reason? I don't know. I saw it a few, we- a few weeks ago. Interesting. You heard about that, the woman Anne... Uh... Anne Hayes, she's going to die. Yeah, man. Well, how do you pronounce her last name? Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, she's going to die. We talked about that last night. Because I was sitting here and I had the computer open and it came across the bottom, Anne Hayes not expected to live. Right. I was like, damn, yesterday she was in a coma, but okay. The first day before that, when it first happened... Burns, a bad accident, you know, um, not, you know, details still coming out, but she's very badly injured, but should be stable. And then yesterday was, she's in the coma, but she, you know, she's expected to make a recovery, but she's badly burned. And then last night was, she's on a ventilator, life support. She's not expected to make it. She has an atoxic, anoxic something brain mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. She's burned. Like, she's burned badly, not just a burn. Like, she, they couldn't get to her until the fire was out to get her out of the car. That's how bad the fire was, and she was in there burning to death. Is, and they released last night this morning that traces of cocaine and fentanyl in her system. Right. And Because they were like, she wasn't, she wasn't drinking, you know, no alcohol found, whatever. Then you read down, the very last bottom of the article was, but they found this. Do you, you heard about how the accident happened? No. I don't know if she hit like a building, they hit a house or something. She was kind of ping-ponging through stuff. She she hit, oh man, now I forgot. I think she hit a car. Yeah. And people ran to her. Like she hit a car, got out of the car. Yeah. People ran to her. She got back in the car, took off, and then a block later ran into the house. Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was so, I'm and so look, man, that fentanyl thing. That is, uh, man. I, Look, here's a, here's a thing here. A coherent Anne Hache posed for smiling pictures 21 minutes before the accident. I mean, listen, you can post all you want. The The doctor came out and said she had something in her system. Listen. Was it a contributing factor? Who knows? My, my guess would be yes. That but fa- don't try to don't try to put lipstick on a pig. No one is saying what happened to her was deserved. It's a, it's a horrible thing. But don't try to say, oh, she was coherent. Listen, everybody sat there and chugged 10 beers sitting down. Then you go to get up and you realize, oh, crap, I've been sitting and not moving. I've not swooned the alcohol inside my body. Now I'm out of my brain. What I'm saying, what's the benefit of saying she was coherent? 
because they're going to put it on her being drunk or coked out of her mind or something, and she and she what shouldn't have been driving. Okay, but okay, and that matters to people because they don't want anybody probably talking bad about her when she dies. No, man, that's dude, man. Uh, listen, and I and she was. I, I, she did. She did not do a lot of movies. In fact, you not know, in the last few years. What's She's interesting? She's been out for a while. I read a. Uh, I'm not sure it was part of the first article that came out about her when the, when the accident happened, but <clears throat> she did, in that article it said that she brought Jagenerous uh, with her to a movie set yeah. in the late 1990s. That's when they were and, together. And when that happened, she didn't do. She she said. No one called her for ten years. Like she didn't do a movie in ten years. Like her her career oh, yeah. was going someplace. She brought Degeneres into the to the studio, and for ten years she was blackballed. And I was like, "Wow, look how see, look how time has changed." I don't see that. What you don't see what? Not, as she her movies. 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. When you say 1, 2, 4, 5. 20, uh, 2021, 20, 22. She's not missed a year in a while. And then it was 2013, 14, 16, 17, 19. And I mean, she's not out there in blockbusters anymore either. But, and maybe that's what she meant. I don't know. But but listen, a, a, a couple of things is that sometimes you could do a movie and you don't get it released for a couple of years. Yeah. So even those early 2000s, yeah, you know. Yeah, but she, not, she was in John Q. That was I, that's I remember a pretty that. big movie. That's the last movie I actually saw her in was John Q. Yeah. The Other Guys, that was that was kind of funny. Uh, Cedar Rapids got some some sort of uh, play. Like there's these movies aren't duds. They're not you know blockbusters, but they're not you know she's not working a B a B cast here either. But yeah, man, she's fifty she's fifty three years old. Yeah, that's tough. It is. I tough, thought she was a little bit older than that. Some of the pictures I recently saw of her was like, oh man, Anne's looking rough there. Well, taking cocaine and fentanyl on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, it, it might be. Yeah. Well, you we, we assume it's on a regular basis. <sighs> I don't know. But listen, I'll say this. The whole fentanyl thing, man. It's tough, bro. There's a bunch. Like, that's another thing, too. We were going back to um, Deshaun Watson. Like, these girls seen this movie before. The powerful guy makes you do stuff. You hope someone comes out so you can attach your name to it, but you don't have the guts to do it yourself. How many actors in the last three or four years have OD'd with cocaine and fentanyl mixture? There's been at least four. And I, probably more than that, but then maybe not released. But you know enough where these two things don't go together. Now, you don't know the fentanyl's in it because they're putting it in the cocaine so they can save money. They're cutting it with it so they can save some money because it still gives you the kick without the added expense, but you're dying. So the safe way of that is don't do cocaine, even once, even a little bit, because you don't know what it's cut with, what it's laced with, and how you're going to react to it. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. It's pretty simple. I mean, at least in my opinion, anyway. No, listen, it's simple, but yeah, it's simple. Don't do it. Stay away from it. But I drugs are bad. Okay? I, but but we have a culture. Listen, we have a culture that we're moving away from. This is our last. This is our wrap up, right? Yeah, we're going right? in the last. So 10 minutes here. We, we're moving away from drugs being bad. <clears throat> that we're trying to normalize it and say that it's okay. And <clears throat> I don't think it's okay. In, in no circumstances, in any way, do I think it's okay. I think that once you put yourself in an environment 
where you say any drug is okay, then that opens the door for any drugs to be okay. Yeah. Ultimately. That's what they're doing. Everybody's <clears throat> on some sort of antidepressant or an upper or a downer or whatever. And then, you know, like I know um, when I worked, what did I work? It was a long, long time ago. But um, people that I work with, maybe, maybe it was where I work now, just guys, younger guys, and they go out or they knew someone who, whatever, not point of the story, servers, they, they do a little hit of cocaine from time to time. They got to work till four in the morning. Right. Nothing crazy, but it's enough to get them pushing through the night because right, like they're caffeine, tired. Like a caffeine yeah. shot, right? They try that. They, they, they kind of accelerate to that. They chug a bunch of caffeine. They get a bunch of uh, um, energy drinks. And then once in a while, you got to you know do some, some cocaine to get you pushing throughout the night because you're there until two in the morning, cleaning up until three. Or if you're working at a big club in South Beach to Hard Rock or something, 24 hours, you got to find a way to keep yourself going all day. I mean, you know, that's a choice. It's a choice you make. You know, no one forces you to do it. And unfortunately, you have to suffer the consequences if things go sideways. And unfortunately, here they did. If that's the case anyway, who knows? My guess is it, it probably contributed. Or, you know, like um, the guys who OD, they have like a heart attack or cardiac arrest. She could have had like a minor, like a quick little stroke or heart attack or something that popped there and made her turn. And that caused something. Who knows what the hell it is? Regardless, she's probably going to lose her life because of that accident. That's a, that's tough, man. You say 53 years old. I thought she was a little bit older than that. Now that makes a difference. Now, but that's how it goes, I'm man. Don't do drugs. I'm sad about that. So listen, we haven't talked politics in a long time. and I have. <clears throat> you well, haven't. no, I'm saying we. You and I haven't talked about it. And so I just, I know you did the fire up the mic with um, the raid. Right. Yeah, doing pretty good too. I mean, and it's got for our small little growing channel, I got like sixty-five views yeah. on it. Yeah, and I remember having a conversation with Jeff about this, and to to our listening audience, I, I need you to put put party aside for a second because, I, and I haven't said this in a long time. This is season two, so I'll say it again: the Republicans and the Democrats. They both suck. I just want to put that out there, right? The, the, the Democrats, because they are destroying our country from a moral standpoint for the sake of staying in power. The, Democrat, the Republicans, they are globalists. They want, they, they, in their own ways, they don't care about borders because the they, just, they, they, they want to make money. Mm. And so, therefore, they need cheap labor. They need, they need, um, um, they need uh, throughputs like China and India so that they can sell their products. So they're willing to sell the Americans in order to make that happen, all in the name of free market. So they both have their issues. Now, that being said, I'm not coming to you about this whole Trump thing from the perspective of Republican-Democrat. I'm not. I am coming to you as an American. And I'm saying to you that what happened at that uh, at, at Trump's place is like a sh if do you know how you hear about shoes dropping you know before the next bad thing happens yeah this was a big shoe that dropped because what the Democrats just did is that they opened the door for someone else in the future to come. And, ru and run roughshod over our whole system. They're saying that there, there are no mores, there are no protocols, there's no right way of doing anything, so that 
when the real bad guy comes, when the real guy that comes and like, listen, I as, as far as I'm concerned, the left are really bad. They're they're, they're the yeah. real bad guys. But when you have the one individual who comes and says, "Hey." Like the the Putins of the world and the Z's of the world, who says we're going to change our policies, we're going to change our rules and our laws, so that I can have all, the, so we can consolidate all the powers around me. Yeah. When that individual comes along, they open the door, the Pandora's box, to say, "Here's how you do it." This whole thing that's been happening over the last two years with January sixth, and now culminating so far with this raid on Trump, all of this, but with uh. Uh, Peter Navarro getting arrested in the airport, getting arrested in the airport for a subpoena from the from Congress. Which listen, we can we can go back to Eric Holder who did the exact same thing, and and Eric Holder took his thing to court, and the court said you still need to do the subpoena, and Eric Holder didn't do the subpoena, didn't didn't answer the subpoena, and that dude walked free and clear. Yeah. Because there's norms and there's protocols. Now the Democrats have said, okay, we don't care about norms and protocols. And trust me, I, I honestly believe that it's going to be a Republican who's going to be like, yo, okay, you don't care about norms and protocols? Let me show you how far we can take this. And I'm telling you, man, our, our country is just going to slide, man. It's going to slide. It was a bad day for America. When that happened, I mean, yeah, they kicked out the lawyers. They, um, the old man said last night, they tried to them for they made them turn off the cameras and the MR log, and they never did. So they have footage of them rooting through all their stuff. They, they, um, I mean, they broke all the rules. There, there was no list of what they're looking for. They took it all. They broke, not you know, not a couple minor laws. These are big things that affect everybody. There's what search and seizure. You have to have protocols, like Steve said. They ignored it because they, they, they're going to tell you it's for the betterment of the country, and you're going to say yes, and you're going to say screw the rules. That is wrong. You cannot screw the rules. They're there for a reason. And again, investigate. You don't even have to investigate the Bidens. You have a laptop. Just go open it up and look at it. That's all you have to do. You know, um, what's his name? Obama took 30,000 pages when he left office, said he was going to digitize it. It's gone. No one's ever seen it. So the old man said last night that Trump declassified almost everything when he was in there. And they fear well, he has documents of Obama, Biden, Hillary, all these people he has to release. And that's what they were going searching for. And I really hope, knowing how these people operate, he's got it backed up somewhere on some hidden server, the cloud, something, because it is a... It's a problem. And we said, again, we said in the last episode, short of assassinating him, they're doing everything they can to make sure that they keep him out of office. This is what's interesting, Billy. I got to piggyback on that because the very next day after this raid happened, or maybe that same day, when uh, sometime in that day, I, Glenn Beck came across. And I don't listen to Glenn Beck, but because of what happened, I said, let me just yeah. take a taste. And I listened to it. And he basically said something that you just said, which you didn't say, which was, this proves that they will stop at any, there's nothing that they will not do yeah, to make sure that he doesn't become president again. And at this very moment, I am saying, President Trump, get your own security. Not only that, so, my, so the old man said, they wouldn't, they may because they're not smart enough, but at the same time, they are. 
they won't take down Trump and make him a martyr and and really then my guess is you'll see something happen. But they'll go after one of his kids. I thought about and, that. And that's what the old man said. They'll go after one of the kids. And short of another other thought he has was they're going to arrest, indict Trump. They're going to arrest and indict Hunter. Biden's going to have to pardon them both to show no favoritism. But even though Trump is now pardoned, he can't run for office. And that might be the last thing they can do before trying to kill him because they absolutely cannot and see the search and seizure stuff 2024 or um, 2022 midterms are a few months away they my guess is they feel that they have absolutely no shot to hold on and if the and if congress gets a huge red wave as everybody likes to say all this stuff is going away no one is going to sanction and allow any of this they're going to vote it all down oh, right so they are rushing to the finish line with everything they have i thought it was you i was having this conversation with but I, it couldn't have been but i was telling somebody like look they, their window is closing so fast yeah. that now you this is the acceleration this is like hold on everything we're losing on every front we have to do something because you're right once the midterm is over they've lost all power they're also doing they they ran gas up to six seven dollars in the country now they're bringing it down they're the the old man said last night they could find a way to stop the inflation the next few months and bring food costs down they can't they'll say look what we're doing yeah they can't we 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 fix all because they blamed it on trump right we fixed all of his bad policies we're bringing gas down look what we did we're bringing down inflation look what we're doing we can keep doing it if you let us keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. We've said it was the very first clip of thing we ever had on here. They start the fire, and then they come and try to put it out. That's the Democrat move, the liberal move. That is what they do. So that's episode 99, guys. 99, happy Monday. True that. Hope you guys had a great weekend. And that's that. We'll get you guys episode 100 on Wednesday. Have a very, very good day. Peace.